Welcome to another episode of the Paul Chabot Show. This one is going to be unique for y'all as we look at keeping America strong. You're going to hear a podcast within a podcast. So today I had a great opportunity to participate in one and my segment focused on veterans. At the other end of the conversation podcast was a mayor of my local town here in North Texas as well. That town is Frisco and man, that town is on fire doing so well on business development. What they brought here to North Texas is pretty incredible from the PGA uh, to the Dallas Star where Dallas Cowboys uh, relocated a few years back. So look, uh, anyway, my focus here with you today is gonna be discussing the veteran issues across our country, what we're dealing with. And this segment of the podcast you're gonna hear is coming up right now. Thanks to my friends at NTX Community for having me on. God bless. This is the Paul Chabot Show where we focus on keeping America strong. Paul Fisher, I'm going to turn it over to Paul, who's going to introduce our next guest as we continue the show. Paul. Yeah, I'm excited to introduce Paul Chabot. Uh, Paul and I met uh, last summer at a networking event. We were, you know, both happened to be uh, in the same uh, fraternity. I was at Baylor and he was over in California, but we met and instantly connected. And Paul's got a, such a fascinating story about, you know, his business and things like that. Uh, but he's a retired naval commander. Um, did some tour duties, uh, and most recently he's the you know president and CEO of Chabot Strategies. Uh, one of those strategy companies is called Military Vet Move, uh, where he helps uh, place you know military uh, veterans uh, either at this location or kind of depending on their you know their questions. Uh, you know, what, what towns and cities, um, you know, that he handles, can he help them, you know, get to. So Paul can tell you a lot more than I can, but, uh, but he's an exciting and a very genuine person. I'm happy to have him on the show. Hey, Paul. Hey, buddy. Hey, Nathan. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Paul, for the introduction. Uh, great to follow. Uh, the mayor of Frisco had a chance to meet with him uh, yesterday, last year. What a, a beautiful city you've got. I'm next door in McKinney. I spent half my time in Frisco. Uh, just a great town. Uh, when I talk to folks that are moving, you know, around the country to areas of Texas, uh, I often highlight what Frisco has done with attracting uh, family-oriented businesses. Just you know, a great city and uh, great competition here. It's uh, capitalism at its best, with a number of great cities here competing with each other in a very friendly fashion. And I think. What this really shows is the strength of our country, the strength of our people, and the strength of our community. Uh, you know, part of that strength uh, really relies upon our military veterans and what we uh, have experienced and helping uh, them relocate to areas in this country. But also an important part is uh, veteran services to all those veterans that are moving here to North Texas as well. So happy to uh, explore questions and ideas and uh, reach your audience. Thanks for having me. Excellent, Paul. So in terms of supporting veterans, what are some of the biggest challenges that arise when they move to a new city or, you know, what can some of these cities do to help uh, help facilitate? Sure. So I'm going to start off with a macro level and work down. Right. Uh, I pulled some data here, which I think, you know, is, is interesting and it places, places it in, in context. Uh, across this country, there's 16 million veterans. In Texas, uh, there's 1.5 million veterans. In Collin County, you know, I'm getting it smaller. We got 41,000 uh, veterans. If you look at Frisco, and these numbers are off by about two years, so Frisco's grown uh, obviously in the last two years. Uh, but at the last count in 19, there were 6,000 veterans in Frisco and McKinney, uh, 9,000. I'd add a few more points onto that. 
uh, for both. Um, the entire population of Texas, 6.9% of those are uh, veterans. And I always want to chat and discuss and pinpoint our disabled veterans. Uh, in Texas, there's over half a million uh, disabled veterans, or on average, about 43% of our veteran population uh, here in Texas. And so, yeah, I guess we're talking about the, the challenges here in North Texas. You know, we're blessed with the growth, right? Uh, a lot of folks moving here. Well, when people move, some of the first things you got to do, you got to build schools, you got to increase police, you got to increase fire, bridges, and all those things. Um, but a segment of our population that is growing, and some are growing older, but are also being replaced uh, by your younger veterans in the uh, OIF, Afghanistan, Iraq timeframe, military services. So, for example, when you think about veterans in healthcare, um, our closest large hospital is either going to be in Bonham or in Dallas. Uh, we have a regional center here in Plano, which is a very small outpatient clinic that I first joined six years ago. But you go there now and it's bursting at the schools. So what we've got to advocate for uh, is really looking long term for our veterans, the growth in the veterans, and how we're going to be able to meet their medical needs uh, going forward, especially as they age in North Texas. Well, that kind of brings. Oh, I'm sorry. No, gonna, go ahead, Paul. I was just going to kind of you know go on that a little bit as well. I mean, you kind of answered a little bit, uh, but are there are there key parts of a city's infrastructure that attracts you know veterans to move? Let's say to you know, is there something about Frisco and, and about you know whether it's schools or hospitals that you know attracts them to Frisco? Or I mean, what what do you see on that when you you know when you get questionnaires from them on your website? I mean, how do you kind of filter and kind of position yeah. them? Yeah, and, and that's, that's really an important part. You know, my doctoral dissertation was on organizational research, so I always go right to the data. Just because somebody says something doesn't make it true, you've got to look at the data. And the data is real clear about, you know, the types of folks that are moving, where they're moving to, and why they're moving. Uh, what we did specifically, and it took us about six months on our website at Military Vet Move, it's a 21-point questionnaire for military veterans where they answer a number of questions. And from those questions, we then help fine tune areas in the country that meet their needs. You know, for example, some veterans want to live next to a military base or a commissary. Some need to be close to a VA hospital. Others don't really care about that. But the one common denominator that we found, whether it's, you know, veterans or civilian families, what they're looking for is a safe place to raise their family. They want safety. Uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, safety is right there at the top. And so when you look at cities like Frisco and McKinney and others here in North Texas, consistently at the top of the top of safe cities, that is where communities and families uh, can really thrive. But the other part here, and this is the, the gap that's missing, is once our veterans move to, say, a safe city or a safe region, how do we then get them engaged? And the reason this is so important for our veterans is, unfortunately, we have a very high military veteran suicide rate in this country. The number is somewhat advertised as 22. The real number could potentially be around 17.6. What we know is that when we get our military veterans engaged in their, their extracurricular with the American Legion, disabled veterans, uh, the VA hospital, veteran outpatient groups, whatever it may be, the suicide rate for those drops significantly. And so what we're really trying to do is outreach to veterans when they move to a community and hope they just don't blend away and fade away, that we connect them with veterans. And the reason that is so important is research shows time and time again that veterans, no surprise, relate to military veterans better when discussing their issues or concerns. So if there's a gap here in North Texas uh, with veterans, 
It is once they land here, it's about getting them engaged in other veteran organizations, but B, increasing the veteran organizations. We just lost DAV here in Collin County, Disabled American Veteran uh, Chapter, uh, to no fault of the volunteers, but there was not a lot of discussion or outreach. So we're now trying to start a new DAV, Disabled American Veteran Chapter here in Collin County. So we need our elected leaders across the region to do is uh, to speak out about um, veteran services, where the gaps are, and then uh, let's put our arms around this. At the Collin County website, I think we have two uh, folks that work in that office. Our population is now 1.2 million in Collin County and growing. This need's gonna grow and with that, uh, so can we. Let me ask you this, Paul. You know, you mentioned the questionnaire that you asked the the veterans to kind of give them a direction on where they need to go, kind of their their status, where they're at. But you talk about the different communities. Obviously, have uh, Mayor Cheney on with us today from Frisco. So, you know, let's say he wants to assess Frisco's kind of preparedness for meeting the needs of veterans that are moving across North Texas. Do you guys have something in place? almost like a, a similar type checklist that, you know, here's something I can go down and assess how we're doing in our city in these areas. Yeah. So great question. So I would do a reverse sort of on that. Okay. I would first look and see where your American Legion, where your uh, VFW uh, chapters are and look to no fault to anybody. I mean, we have to build in this infrastructure, right? So this was mostly farmlands and there wasn't uh, a lot of, when you look at the population of Frisco McKinney 20 years ago, real tiny. And so, yes, I think, you know, we need more of that. And uh, we certainly shouldn't look just towards parades or, or those types of things. But sort of here in McKinney last month, we launched McKinney Veterans Coalition, uh, where we get together with veterans across the community to outreach and talk. And we're talking about things that are important to them. Uh, you know, for example, PTSD is a huge issue for our veterans. But how about home loans? Many veterans really don't understand the VA home loan process or how they can benefit Paul Fisher knows they've increased the home loan max, I think around 700,000, not that they would need all that, but the ability now for veterans to use that uh, with zero down. And also many veterans can reuse that VA home loan um, time and time again. Many veterans give up when they uh, apply for disability benefits because it's a very cumbersome bureaucratic process. What they don't know is there's free services out there for every single veteran uh, DAV, again, Disabled American Veterans, they work out of Waco, uh, they work out of Bonham, they work near these VA hospitals, but online to help our veterans uh, with their disability benefits. Right now, uh, the big concern with a lot of the My Generation veteran benefits that served in Iraq or Afghanistan is the burn pit registry, where we literally live next to these burn pits where they were burning chemicals and other things impacting uh, uh, issues for health. That, that registry is huge. And so um, it's really, we, we can't look at the federal government at all uh, for the outreach on this. Everything is at the local level and it doesn't require spending money, but I think it does require community coalition uh, building. And that's where we can, I think, begin. But, uh, you know, having the support of cities out right in front of it and to be an example uh, would just be a blessing. And I think one more huge plus uh, for all of Texas. Hey, Paul, I have a question for you. Um, since we do have the, the leader of, of Frisco on, um, what's, the, what's the best way to engage with local leadership, um, whether it's at the city level, um, you know, North Texas leaders, um, what's the best way for you guys to, to get help there and to engage? Yep. 
You know, I'd recommend, as I'm, I'm sort of just thinking out loud, um, almost like a veteran town hall uh, where you can bring in veteran resources. You can bring in the Texas Veteran Land Board, Collin County Veterans staff, uh, VA uh, staff and others, and, you know, do a large sort of town hall, which is also broadcast on social media, live, much like this, so veterans can tune in. But I think also helping to stand up you know, a regular monthly uh, event that is not so much controlled by the city, uh, but is supported uh, by the city. But I think, you know, what you first need to do is identify the veteran groups, and there may be some already. I know in, in uh, Frisco and other areas, there's veteran groups that meet for coffee in the morning. Those are great groups to go to to begin to start the process. And like I said before, you know, veterans love to hear from our leaders. When we talk about veteran concerns and issues. They're much more receptive to opening up personally. Uh, to a fellow veteran as well. So it's a good combination of city leadership and uh, your community veterans that are active and engaged. I had a, I had a quick question, Paul. So, and you, and you and I have talked about this, you know, some on our own, but you know, when a, when a, when a guy gets, you know, discharged and he's, he's, you know, he's out of the army or out of the military, is there specific industries that they look towards like, all right, now I've got to get my, you know, start a new life and now I've got to do this. Are there specific industries they look for or, and are some cities more uh, equipped with those industries that they're in interested in? Yeah, so that's another great question. So when you look at the veteran population, you know, not all do 20 years. And if they do 20 years and retire, they're fairly young and they go into a second career. Uh, whether it's Raytheon here or, or major private corporations throughout Frisco, uh, they all, most of these major corporations um, have a uh, security component. I'm not talking about guard security. I'm not talking about banking. I'm talking about IT security and other areas. These veterans are leaving military service, many of them with what's called TSSCI clearance, top secret SCI clearance. It's very expensive uh, for the government to do, but they're vetted. And so these are great candidates to be able to bring in to these major Fortune 500 companies that are looking for those security background clearances for IT or other issues. And so that is a, a major uh, network. Research also shows that hiring a veteran, uh, no you know, surprise here, but hey, they get up in the morning and they go to work because that's what they're used to doing, uh, extremely uh, responsible. But the other part of this is helping veterans to become business owners. Uh, look, the, the bread and butter of our country is our small businesses, our mom and pop businesses. They make up 90% of all businesses around this country. It's no different than Collin County. Texas is great. Uh, if you're a, a, a disabled veteran, they waive a lot of your state fees for getting your business up and running. I'm part of what's called um, uh, uh, the Entrepreneurial Boot Camp for Veterans with Disabilities, where they will help veterans bootstrap and get up running. Next week, I'll be in Dallas for a three-day convention where all these disabled veteran business owners come together to Dallas to talk about this. And I'll tell you what, we should bring them to Frisco because I think the star could handle the capacity uh, you know, one of these years as well. So uh, there's so much potential uh, to get them involved. If you look at your local police departments, everybody's hiring guys, gals, Frisco to McKinney. And a top core candidate to look toward a hire are your military veterans. Many come with MP police backgrounds and can easily lateral in, go through your academies, and service. And so a lot of our younger officers are joining our police forces today come from the military bandwidth. Awesome. Thanks, Paul. All right, Paul, thank you for all that, uh, all that background information and, um, you know, looking forward to helping you guys engage however we can as part of the difference. 
Um, let's segue if we can uh, and just kind of open it up and have more of like a roundtable type um, discussion. And, you know, I think because uh, similar to what my question was earlier, you know, we've got um, we've got leader of the community here in Frisco. Um, I guess, Mayor Cheney, I'll, I'll throw this to you first, but how do you best see, um, you know, community leadership working together with local business owners, call it small business owners. I know Frisco has so many large corporations, but how do we also um, stay engaged with the small business owner? You know, we're very intentional about that. I mean, we have an economic development corporation here in Frisco. So, you know, part of that is to um, recruit and retain um, businesses here, but it's also to help them grow and create that network. Um, but our Frisco Chamber of Commerce is, you know, recognized as one of the top chambers in the state of Texas. Um, and, you know, we really rely on them quite a bit, you know, to be kind of our eyes and ears out there. Certainly me being a small business owner myself. You know, I'm networking with quite a few people, you know, th through the chamber. Um, but, you know, we always talk about, you know, the best way we can help a small business here in our community is bring them customers. And so a big part of that is, again, our tourism strategy, you know, having those seven mil million visitors come to our community, um, you know, every single year, the convention centers that we have where we've got business leaders, you know, spending weeks here and then they're shopping in our community, they're dining in our community. Um, that is very much a strategic um, focus area for us to help those small businesses here. Mayor, in, in addition to that, you know, if, if there are small businesses that uh, maybe have a concern or would like to see something in addition to or want to bring something to the attention of, of yourself or the city leaders, is it, is it the city council meetings that's the best avenue for that? Or is there a feedback form somewhere where they can get some of the concerns that they may have uh, to, to your ears and to your, to your awareness? Yeah, I mean, we have a more informal process than that. You know, a lot of people get intimidated by coming to a city council meeting or even up to city hall. In fact, when I was elected, the first thing I told people is the last place you're going to find me is at city hall. Uh, because I want to be out and about in the community where, where people are meeting them kind of in their backyard, so to speak. Um, and so that is very much a big part of it is kind of going out into the community and having those conversations, but then making yourself available. I mean, I get texts and calls and emails from, you know, small businesses, you know, all the time on just little issues that they may have. And it's, you know, kind of easy for us to help clear those up. Well, Mr. Mayor, I wanted, I wanted to kind of, uh, you know, jump on what you said about Frisco Chamber. I'm a member of the chamber. I know Brian is as well, and I serve on their ambassador team. And I can tell you from personal experience that that group is, is like you said, very engaging and, you know, welcoming to, you know, you know, small, medium and large businesses. So it's it is one of the most uh, inviting group that I've been uh, having pleasure to be a part of. And so uh, but I, I do I, I do kind of chime in on that. It is that is a great way for those uh, those businesses to get in and get involved in the community. Absolutely. Well, and on that point of community involvement. <laughs> You know, Mayor, you mentioned that, uh, you know, people may be intimidated going to, to City Hall or City Council. It didn't seem like that from the uh, the video footage I saw of some of the meeting last night. Um, <laughs> there, there are plenty of folks that were that were uh, not only there, but also boisterous. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's good to be in a community, but it's also good to hear it firsthand, I guess, at the council meeting. Right. Yeah. I mean, and with that, with the universal, some came in person at the, the more formal settings. But then we also had. 
um, town halls, um, where it was a very different reaction. You know, the town halls, the people that, you know, were excited about the project, we had a tough time finding people at the, you know, 300 people showed up and we couldn't find someone who was objected to it. And then the Cobb Hill residence directly adjacent, I spent 12 hours out there literally sitting in a lawn chair on their front yard, just kind of having one-on-one conversations and hearing their concerns. Well, I've got a I got a question for you, Paul. Paul Chabot. Um, you know, as you're as you're seeing, uh, obviously, where the city that you're in, McKinney and Dallas, and obviously Frisco and, and other cities around the country, where the relationship, uh, the, the 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 welcoming of veterans is. You know, you talk about states that are very veteran friendly. What are you seeing that the small businesses and and the city leaders of those cities are are working well together? That is you know, making those transitions really friendly. What are they doing well in that partnership between city leaders and business, small business owners that make for a nice transition for those veterans? Yeah. So this is an opportunity for expansion and growth and it's not a new concept, but if you look at the two major advocacy groups in this country, uh, which is um, DAV, Disabled American Veterans, it is the largest nonprofit organization in the world, believe it or not, in what they do for pushing funds down uh, into the community. Here's what I think is really a great idea for every city to do is, and this may be happening uh, in in, in small measure, but to really advocate aligning uh, mentors of uh, major corporations that have been around for a while with uh, your veteran owned small businesses. Now, there are existing databases out there. There are VOSBs, veteran owned small businesses, and there's SD, service disabled, veteran owned small businesses, businesses which can register through the government. Uh, but there's many businesses that are not you know, registered. I think the really important part here is uh, the mentorship, is finding these existing uh, companies. Many of them here in Frisco probably participate in these more higher level ones where they identify a veteran, but they could be somewhere else in the country. Uh, there, there's a vet match program. I think it would be neat for our cities here to um, help identify veteran-owned small businesses that um, are registered and try to figure out who's not registered, get them all together, maybe do a little symposium, and then try to uh, network them with uh, mentors, or especially those who are coming out of service who are looking to become a small business owner. Uh, For those who are looking to buy franchises, there's opportunities for veterans to get great uh, deals to become franchise, franchise owners. Uh, of any sort of an entity or company across this area. So I think mentoring is huge uh, from the existing corporations down to our small mom and pop, veteran owned small businesses or those who are trying to become entrepreneurs as well. Yeah, that, that's really cool because, you know, it, it, I, I know or have really been around a lot of veterans uh, that went to church with, grew up, personal friends, et cetera. And then in my business, you know, in financial services, run across a lot of veterans and, and just so many so many needs. I mean, it's insane how, you know, people that have, have sacrificed so much um, really, really struggle to, to integrate into society. And, you know, some cities, as you mentioned, Paul, are, are more more uh, set up and, and poised to be able to help that transition. But I'm just I'm just excited. I'm, I'm as you're talking through all this stuff. I'm just thinking of, you know, my business and the, and the relationships that I have and the people that I know. And, you know, how can we partner with you know, veteran groups and communities in in our in our city, in our cities that we talk about, not just only the difference, but, you know, you mentioned something specific to the difference is, you know, bringing awareness 
to these veteran businesses, veteran-owned businesses. And that's a huge part of, of our goal and our mission is to just to, to bring the right people to the table, you know, it, it, through through our podcast, through our through our live stream and, and give them that brand awareness, but also to, to meet, to, to meld the right people with the right people, right? And as you mentioned, you know, veterans uh, tend to, to want to partner with, and there's obviously a level of trust and experience with other veteran-owned organizations and, and businesses, et cetera. And so uh, I'd love to explore i know lyndon and brian and paul and myself would love to explore some opportunities that we can you know engage in that platform or that that process uh down the road and bring that more into fruition specifically in the north texas area so uh very exciting brian any any final thoughts uh around this topic before we before we wrap it up here yeah i, th- I think that the biggest thing is uh mayor cheney mentioned it right that one of the biggest things that we can do as part of the difference and, and what he's done very graciously with his time today is is just get out in the community um and this is one way to do it so so mayor cheney i appreciate you doing that um leave us with one more thought on your vision of, of frisco um as you approach re-election here and what uh what is what is the biggest thing that you see coming uh for frisco you know, right now, the wave of growth is coming right through our city. You know, it was Plano and, you know, moving right through here through Frisco. Um, you know, we attracted our first Fortune 500 company and cured Dr. Pepper a couple of years ago. And then we followed that up with our first Fortune 100 company with TIAA, who's building their um, headquarter campus right now in the Star. Um, but it won't be our last. Um, last year was a record year for our Economic Development Corporation with 16 uh, major relocations. Um, so, you know, what's coming here is just building out kind of our business and commercial network on our 10 miles stretch of the Dallas North Tollway. Um, so, um, you know, stay tuned. You know, we'll, we'll leave a, a few for the good folks in McKinney, Mr. Mayor Fuller. Um, but we're going to be really, uh, really busy as a community here over the next few years. Well, Thank you very much, Mayor. Thank you to, to Paul Chabot. Uh, real quick, guys, we're always looking for feedback. You know, we talked a little about the vision of the difference and what our goals are, um, bringing people together, networking, helping with brand awareness, not only in our businesses, but communities. Um, just w- would love to know what you guys think of the show and your experience today, but also some areas of opportunity. You know, just take 30 seconds and kind of share what, what your thoughts are. Mayor, you can start first if you don't mind. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. You know, I always love um, speaking with anyone in any audience as far as the story of Frisco and the great things happening here. Um, so I just want to thank all of you for taking your time um, to put this out to your audience and, and bring information to them and, you know, allow me to interact with your audience. So, um, you know, keep up the great work. I appreciate you. Well, thank you very much, Mayor. Paul, what about you, sir? Hey, thanks so much. So yeah, militaryvetmove.com, great resource for veterans. So please check that out. Selfishly or unselfishly, let me address uh, something. I'm a father, four kids. Um, I do a lot of nonprofit work, founded Drug-Free McKinney, Drug-Free Collin County, Drug-Free Texas. Um, this was not a topic of today's show because it could take up a whole day, but we're losing a lot of our kids to drugs right now, fentanyl, mm-hmm. overdose, uh, just killing our kids. One out of five kids on average is using so, uh, you know, from a selfish perspective, uh, my gosh, from all the parents out there, grandparents, uh, batten down the hatches, talk to your kids. There's free resources out there. One is drugfreemckinney.org that I run on uh, just the latest uh, stats and, and how to help. So uh, fentanyl, folks, is uh, just a, a major challenge for not just North Texas, but our country. As a father, I worry about it with my four kids as well. 
Well, Paul, that's a that's a topic that you're right. I mean, it certainly affects all of the communities of the of the North Texas community difference. And so perhaps we can we can get a time to, to come back on and have you talk about that from a different perspective and some things that we can do. But thank you, Paul, so much for being on. Mayor, thank you. Thank you to all our co-hosts and guests today. Thank you to all of our listeners, our sponsors. Thank you for tuning in to the community difference today. Uh, we want to just take a second to remind you every Wednesday we're going to be in a different city across North Texas. Thank you.